a near no hitter, a home run that ended up going all the way into the street, and a weekend of victories for the Cleveland Guardians, all on today's episode of Locked On Guardians. You are Locked On Guardians, your daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, I said we'd get into the games, but let's take a second before we dive into the games. Well, first off, I want to introduce myself. I'm Jeff Ellis, the host of Locked On Guardians. Uh, before that, I was a lead draft and prospect analyst for Scout in 24-7. Uh, before that, I appeared on literally every Cleveland sports blog that had the Cleveland Guardians mentioned in it along the lines. Uh, and I want to thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen today and every day, wherever it is you get podcasts. Now, I created some waves this weekend with my tweets on Ahmed Rosario. So, so much so that, like, this has become such a hill I'm willing to die on. People are tweeting at me. Hey, did you see the lineup? I can't wait to hear your take on this. Because he is a bad hitter right now. And again, Ahmed, here's my problem with Ahmed Rosario. He, he's not a good defender. He's not good on offense. He doesn't bring anything to it. And it's not like last year he had a great year. Last year he had 99 runs created plus. He was just a tick, just a hair below league average. He wasn't even average. He was, you know, he was essentially average, but he was still just a little bit below. That is the guy who we are moving around a young player who looks on the cusp of potential stardom. I mean, what Andres Jimenez continues to do is amazing, and there is no doubt which one of the two of them is a better defender. By the way, Rosario is also a free agent in a year and a half. It's not like he is with this team for the long haul. It's not like Jimenez, where you're getting five years of team control, uh, and with his up and down last year, I think he still is a full five years. Uh, I mean, at the end of this year, it'll be four. But you get my point. He's got a lot of control. Rosario has no control. He's bad at defense. And offensively, go look at this. So he debuted in 2017, had 46 games. 2018, 2019, he played in 154 games. He's a full-time player. One of those years, an 85 runs created plus. The other one, a 101. That is his high. For his career, he's a 90. So for his career, he's a below-average bat who's a bad defender. You know, he's fast. His sprint speed over on Baseball Savant is 98th percentile. That's about the nicest thing you can say. Uh, his, you know, his max exit velocity is good. His average exit velocity is bad. So if you're not looking at just for max, you want to look at the whole thing. Expected batting average is actually 79th percentile. He should be higher there because his whiff percentage is low and his K percentage is low. So if I were to go and look at these stats, I mean, his, but that's the thing. Okay, so his bat pip is low, 277. That's kind of low, especially for a guy whose previous low was a 305. But even if he gets that up, even if he's all of a sudden more of a 270 hitter with a, you know, a 310 on base percentage, it doesn't matter because he's not hitting the ball all that hard. There's no extra bases. I mean, his slugging percentage is miserable. He's still going to be several clicks below average, and I am fine with him playing. I can't believe, you know, I brought up this theory on the podcast so many times that, like, shortstop's the only position he can play one grade below average. Everything else is multiple grades below average uh, because every time they try him in the outfield, it doesn't work. Now, he hasn't got an extended look. He hasn't had a full spring, so it's it's really hard to blame him there. But I've never seen a shortstop who can't play second base. 
It, it just doesn't exist in my mind. So play him at second, bat him ninth. 90th percentile on speed. Hey, you want a fast guy at the bottom of your lineup. That's perfect. He should be batting ninth. Second in the lineup is the most important spot in your lineup by advanced uh, data, information, everything that speaks to how you win at baseball says number two is where you want to put your best hitter. We're putting arguably our worst. Outside of the catching position, our worst hitter, our second worst hitter. He is ideally right now a nine hitter. Yeah, a year ago he was fine in the two spot because he was closer to league average and this team had about four league average bats. The lineup is significantly better this year. With what Jimenez is doing, with what Owen Miller is doing, with what Josh Naylor is doing. Those are all big leaps forward. Not to even mention, I mean, Jose Ramirez isn't even human right now. You have those guys who can hit. Yes, Fran Mill is taking a step back. He's hurt. He's not currently in the lineup. But he actually missed like May and June last year with injury. So it's not that different. But if you had him in, it would be an even greater lineup. If he was healthy and could hit like Fran Mill we've seen the past few years, this would all of a sudden be one of the better lineups of the past few years. Where it is, it is still better than a year ago, and there's still no excuse for Med Rosario to hit two, and there is no excuse for him to play shortstop. If you can play shortstop, you can play second base. Put him at second base, bat him ninth. Hopefully he gets enough at-bats to generate some trade value. You know, the Brewers are currently a team that is beat up. Uh, Colton Wong is getting up there and not playing a great second base for them. We've talked about the Angels many times. Chicago White Sox still do not have second base figured out. A lot of these teams have a bigger hole at second than at short. Let him play second. Show that he can play that position. Maybe he ends up being an above-average second baseman. That will just enhance his value because the whole league, this is not a league of idiots. They all know this league better than me. They all know this league better than you. They all know this league better than your buddy. They know that he is a bad shortstop. Throwing him out there doesn't increase his value because he's a quote-unquote shortstop. It just doesn't. He's a bad shortstop with a bad bat who runs really well. That's the nicest thing you can say right now. And he doesn't strike out a lot. Though he does chase. So even though the whiff and the K percentage is not high, he still swings at a lot of bad pitches. So he's a very limited talent right now. And again, I will stand back and scream it from the rooftops. He was the secondary piece. He was the guy who had been a top 10 prospect, who you're hoping maybe you can fix, that he had a truly terrible uh, 2020 season during the COVID season. By the way, that truly terrible season is better than what he's doing now. Just to put that out there. But he had that terrible season. You're hoping for a rebound. And hey, teams always need up the middle talent. He's an asset you could maybe flip. Well, it's gotten to time to flip him. Uh, and I again, I understand if you want to play him every day. And currently with Fran Mill down, you have uh, a lot of easy ways to do that because you know Jose needs a day off or you can give Owen Miller some time at another position. You can work this out right now. Play him every day. Put him at second base, not shortstop. You are hurting your team when you put him at shortstop because the gap between him and, and Jimenez is so huge that it's, it, you know, it is a, a negative effect on your team. When you're putting him at shortstop and batting him second and Jimenez seventh, I mean, it looks like, he, like Tito's point shaving. It looks like he's trying to lose. Like if I was out there um, and I was a fan of another team and the Guardians were like, uh, this was close, let's say this was the last month and we're talking about draft position and tanking and things like that, this is what I would point to as an example of tanking. Honestly, what he is doing now looks like tanking to me. If I was looking at another team doing this, I would say, oh, that's tanking. 
they're trying to they're putting intentionally putting a worse defender and having him bat higher. Uh, they can make a case for why, but it's a bad case. I would call it tanking in any other sport, and that's what we have right now with the Ahmed Rosario shortstop second base or shortstop number two hitter situation. Uh, Nacho, my co-host, is is here and he agrees with this take. He also thinks even my cat knows. Rosario's no shortstop and should not be batting second. We're going to take our first break here. We're going to come back and discuss this weekend's games. In spite of all the negativity, it was actually a fun weekend. And that first sponsor today is Athletic Greens. So I've talked about this before. They were nice enough to send me a case. Not everyone does that. That speaks to how much they believe in their product, that they're like, hey, try it out. We know you'll love it. The ones that do that are often my favorite. And it's not just because of free stuff. That helps, but because... They have a good product, right? They know, you know, we talk about our old friend Built Bar. They always send us product because they know that we love it because they know they have a good product. That's what Athletic Greens has. They know they have a good product, so they want to share it because they know once I try it, I'm going to want to buy more of it. Uh, I've talked about before. They come in an amazing box. The whole setup, uh, the tin, the water bottle, everything is nice. Everything looks good. It looked so, like, almost fancy, if you want to call it that. Looking at it, it was all put together. And I am someone who loves green tea. I love that kind of earthy taste. And it has like a bit of an earthy taste in citrus. But the the thing is, it is giving you so many vitamins, so many nutrients. And, you know, this product is one I literally use every day. It's called AG1 or Athletic Greens. And right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packets with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash MLB network. That is athleticgreens.com backslash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Let's get into these games. So we talked about my my big rant. Uh, I'm going to kind of switch if you're on the YouTube. I've got the games over here on the secondary monitor. So uh, can I just quickly, before I get into the games, and <laughs> we're going to talk about, I was looking at the MLB top prospects. Uh, it's interesting they have not moved up Bo Naylor that much. Like, I am ready to kind of forgive him. Yes, repeating a level is typically a, you know, a bit of a, a sign. But, you know, I, I think it's interesting they continue to kind of, them and Baseball America are the high ones on Ty Freeman. Uh, I don't know any world where you can have Gavin Williams lower than him right now. Uh, just it's an interesting list, and I don't know how Tobias Myers makes any top thirty list. So that's just that's my statement. Uh, we talked about Espino was supposed to be back from injury. He is not back yet. That also should be something we talk about. That uh, he is not quite ready yet. So just keep that in mind when we talk about Espino. I uh, talk about my own little concerns there, and just his overall you know projection is still health issue, kind of holding him back a bit. What is uh, not been held back is George Valera, though. He has been going off. Uh, fun fact. And uh, we should also comment Joy Cantillo. I believe finally gave up an earned run. Uh, he wasn't going to go uh, sans forever, but he went quite a long time for the guy who I still think would have been lost if there had been a Rule 5 draft. Sa- uh, Saturday. Nope. Friday's game was, you know, to me, it's a standout game. Uh, and yes, that's because Shane Bieber had no hitter into the sixth inning. His final line, seven innings, three hits, two earned runs, two walks, 11 strikeouts. I also can't remember the last time he didn't give up a home run when he gave up multiple runs. Only five base runners for him. Uh, Enil De Los Santos, 
Two-thirds of an inning, he gave up two hits and earned run and had a strikeout. Eli Morgan continues to just be nails. Emmanuel Classe had a great final inning as well. Velocity is still not all the way back, but there's been some positive signs of that as well. Uh, yeah, at the same time, if you want to make a case that it, Bieber has placed the Tigers and the Orioles and that's what he's dominating, he is sharper. At the end of the day, velocity, spin, whatever. He is sharper. He is hitting his spots. The command is better. The control is better. He's closer to the guy we saw when he first came up. It's not like he was a hard thrower when he first came up. Not like even at peak he was a hard thrower, let's be honest. But he is sharper now. Uh, In this game, he reached base twice. Well, this is a fun one because he had two hits by Straw, two by Jose, three by Owen Miller, two by Naylor, two by Oscar Gonzalez, and two by Hedges. They had zero walks. Doing the box score bingo, they had 14 hits. 14 hits. I got six runs on 14 hits. That's that's really good. Uh, there was one error on the other t- side, so it's actually six on 15 opportunities. That's still excellent, which means lots of extra base hits. And it was just three doubles in this one. It wasn't anything too big. Uh, the other side of things, three runs on five hits and two walks. They had seven base runners. To get three on seven is also really good for Baltimore. Um, and they only had the one double. Three stars for game one. Bieber, obviously. <laughs> do we Do we need to debate that? Uh, Then I go Owen Miller for the three hits, uh, middle of the lineup for that one. And then just looking at extra bases, it's like, well, do you give it to Naylor? Do you give it to Jose? I'm inclined to give it to Jose in this situation just because it's Jose and there are always important hits with him and he's always performing well. So that's our three stars from Friday. At that point, they had a four-game win streak. They have not had a five-game winning streak all year. And I would have thought this is like back-to-back – it wasn't a bad outing by Tristan McKenzie, but this is back-to-back outings. I would have thought Tristan McKenzie has a slam-dunk easy matchup. This should be an easy win, and the Guardians have lost. They have lost his last two times against some pretty terrible teams, so you don't want to put it on him. Uh, McKenzie's final line in this one, I mean, it wasn't great. Like He's not getting one of the three stars, let's be honest. Seven innings, only three hits, but the three walks. Uh, so six. He only had six total base runners, but since he gave up three home runs, five of them came to the plate. Uh, There was an intentional walk to Jose and a hit batter for Owen Miller. So Cleveland had five hits, four walks, and the two other opportunities. That's 11. Four runs on 11 is is okay. Uh, They only had four hits, three walks. That's seven opportunities. Five runs on seven opportunities. That's that's what happens when it comes by the home run. They had three home runs off of Tristan, and and that was the thing. Yeah, the Guardians loaded the bases, and then Ahmed Rosario has a truly horrid at bat. They intentionally walk Jose. Well, it wasn't the it was what runners on second and third. You pitch to Ahmed because he's trash right now. Uh, you intentionally walk Jose, and the Guardians aren't able to get anything across in this one. Who reached or in that situation? I should say who reached base. Tw- well, the one thing we have to comment on is this is the game where Andres Jimenez hit a long one. Uh, again, this is probably the best. I mean, there's a lot of home runs this weekend. Jose had his 14th in this one. This is only six for Jimenez. Jimenez hits a home run on Sunday that essentially wins the game in the first inning for his seventh. But this one, if you've missed it, go watch it. I mean, it gets into the street. He literally hits it out of the park. Uh, he just crushed it. The unfortunate thing for him is, you know, again, he's batting seventh. What are you going to do? 
Uh, he had two hits in this one, so he reached base twice. Uh, Jose had a hit and two walks, so he reached base twice. Owen Miller had the walk and was hit by a pitch, so he reached base twice. And that's that's it. Those are your three guys who reached base twice in this one. Three stars, Jose, uh, Andres Jimenez, and... Hmm. I mean, part of me, it's like, do I default to... It's like Quan had an extra base hit. Is that more valuable than uh, a walk and a hit batter for Miller? Because Miller also kind of failed with the bases loaded in a situation where they needed him. Uh, he didn't step up. His OPS after that game, by the way, down to 794. So he is continuing to kind of hit the great Friday to help build it up. But it's still sinking down overall for him. I mean, again, I think he is... <sighs> I'm more inclined to believe he is going to be a plus utility type than a starter. But that is what I, my book on him was from the start. Like, that's, I wasn't, when they acquired him, that's what I said. I'm like, maybe a starter, but probably utility type. Like, he's a better Ernie Clement. That's kind of my view. We'll see if I'm right or wrong, but I, I kind of expect a little bit more in that OPS droppage overall. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's the downside. I can't, like, now we do the video podcast. Like, you know, old podcast, pause. Delete. Continue. Can't really do that anymore. Don't have a quote-unquote pause button or a cough button here. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, do you give, give it to Anthony Ghost because he, he gave up one hit? I, I mean, I, I guess I'm going to give it to Stephen Kwan, who had a double. He had an extra base hit. He had the other extra base hit outside of Ramirez, outside of uh, Andres Jimenez. He didn't leave him stranded with the bases loaded in an important situation. Uh, he didn't have any other struggles. I mean, he's probably still the guy. This is just a frustrating one. 5-4, again, they had that opportunity to bust it open, to get the winning run across with the bases loaded. Couldn't do it. They had, you know, multiple opportunities with runners in scoring position, and they couldn't even hit a sack fly. Uh, it was It was one of those games. It was a game that they should have won. Should have won. You win this one, and it's a weekend where you're 500. Uh, if I go look at roster resources... They'd be three and a half games behind the Twins instead of being, you know, a game back. And the Twins, you know, just, of course, had that weekend in Toronto where five guys were off because of uh, COVID, I do be uh, believe. I don't know. I actually don't know how they played in Toronto now that I think about it. I didn't really pay enough attention to them. But, yeah, they had quite a few on their COVID list. Uh, we'll find out who's unvaccinated when Cleveland goes to Toronto in August. Let's see where we are. Let's take our next break. It seems like a good time before we get into Sunday's game, which saw, I felt like, quite a few uh, continued redemption stories. It's always a good thing to talk about, something positive, something fun. We'll take our break here, come back, and talk about the series-winning game on Sunday. And that sponsor is Bet Uh We get the lines from them, and I was a little bit surprised that Jose is still not the favorite. I get that the Guardians... Are not necessarily a playoff team, but might be one of those smart bets to go and consider right now. Because if he keeps putting up the numbers he's putting up, it's going to be a Mike Trout situation where the numbers are too good to look past. And Cleveland could finally have an MVP award winner. Like, have we not? I, you know, I know I'm probably forgetting someone. Is Al Rosen still the last MVP for the Cleveland Guardians? There's still just the three, Rosen, Boudreaux, and Burns, 53, 48, and 26, if you were curious. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports development, news, and odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL, hockey conference finals, Major League Baseball, and, of course, the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. 
Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So apparently, I need to crap talk Zach Plesak some more. That's my takeaway. <laughs> now, again, it's the same caveat we put on Shane Bieber. Uh, it's bad teams. They're facing bad teams. But what I like in this, what stands out and what gives me hope is, and, and my co host is back. He has things to say. Apparently, when I'm uh, talking about uh, Zach Plesak, he wants to, to be here in the picture. Six innings, four hits, zero walks, eight strikeouts. Strikeouts are the important one. How often? Oh, thank you. How often are? How often do I talk about that? Do I talk about the fact that Plesak has to miss bats? That when you strike out four to five, that's when he's not effective. Eight strikeouts is what we need to see. That's what he needs to do. Uh, in six innings, heck, I would take six strikeouts. But eight is great. Uh, no walks. Of course, he gave up a home run because that's what this team does. They don't. They'd rather have it in the air than on the ground. Henches comes in. I wish he got. I mean, I know this wasn't his best outing. Two walks. And he recorded one out, awkwardly worded there, but you get my point. I just wish he was getting a little more trust and not being essentially a loogie. Eli Morgan continues to get the trust because he came in one and two-thirds, one walk, one strikeout. Uh, he's kind of the guy now in the eighth inning. He is in that role and is, you know, I'm going to pat myself on the back. How often over the three years of this podcast have I said, Eli Morgan, fast track him to the pen, fastball slider, see if his fastball plays up, and let's see. Let's go. I mean, I've been saying this from the moment they drafted him. Now, I also understand if someone wants to try him as a starter. He's got, you know, enough tools there to be an effective potential starter. At the same time, this is literally what I've been begging the organization to do since he was drafted out of Gonzaga in the eighth round all those years ago. It's like, why did we slow play this guy? Why was he... You know, again, they needed starters last year, so it's great that he came in and got that opportunity. But he's been so good in this role. I mean, the team can't almost can't afford to remove him from it, even if they need another starter. That's why you have the young waves of talent. You're hoping one of them can stop and be the starter because Morgan has proven himself to be a nails reliever right now. Uh, And then Class A, another great inning, not an immaculate inning like I nearly said. That there's specific rules for that, but comes in, gets his ninth save, and is very solid in this one. The game was essentially decided in the first inning. Uh, Andres Jimenez hits a three-run home run. I know what you're thinking. Uh, if he wasn't batting seventh, those guys wouldn't have been on base, and the Guardians don't win this game as they win it 3-2. to two. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> if he's batting higher in the lineup, he's getting more opportunities, and maybe this is a different uh, game altogether. I mean, how crazy is it right now for Baltimore that, like, Cedric Mullins got an off day, that he's not even... You know, the, with some of his struggles, we saw Hayes have a good weekend. Santander, who I talked up, did not. Uh, of course, that's the way it is. But, I, you know, again, Jimenez with the big hit. I mean, that's what got everyone across. That's what set this whole game up. Looking right now, uh, you know, like, let's just do the typical things we do. You know, who reached base twice in this one? Well, Ahmed had two hits. He seems to do that in every Sunday series to try to balance things out. Like, that was last week when we were talking about the Tigers as well. Uh, and then uh, Oscar Gonzalez had a walk. So, so much for me saying he wouldn't walk until, like, the All-Star break. Uh, you know, it's I did not watch all Sunday's game, if I'm being honest. Uh, day games are hard when you have two kids under five. But 
I kind of need to go back and just watch his walk. I need to see exactly how that developed, how bad were these pitches, how far out were they that Oscar Gonzalez walked. We had a walk and a hit, and that's essentially it. Rosario Gonzalez are your only multi-guys. Just making sure there wasn't a hit batter or something like that. Uh, For Cleveland, they had six hits and three walks. They got nine runs on... Three runs and nine opportunities. That that's about average, right? That's what we I talk about. Four hits for Baltimore, three walks, and a hit batter. So they had eight opportunities. The hit batter was on Plesak, so uh, he didn't walk anyone, but he did hit someone. So that gave them eight opportunities, and they had two runs. I mean, yeah, it's that this was a razor thin game. This was a close one. Guardians prevail though to move to twenty four and twenty five. One game under five hundred. For them, Zach Plesak with the second quality start in a row. Uh, Plesak, Ahmed Rosario, and Andres Jimenez get your three stars in this one. Yes, I'm going to still give Ahmed. It's I have my issues with him. Don't get me wrong. That was the whole first part of this show. But if he performs well, he still earned that third star. I'm not going to deny him when he's the only multi-hit guy in this uh, this game. It, it was nice to see you know Jimenez moved up to the five-hole. Remember, if he's batting behind Oscar Gonzalez, if he's batting lower in the order as he has been, um, you know, behind Gonzalez and Naylor, then he doesn't have that home run in the first. Maybe he hits a solo shot in the second. So a lot of what I said, even if you want to look at it, which you just never look at on the micro, it should always be on the macro, still holds. Um, I mean, it's, yes, they managed all of six hits, and three of them were Straw and Rosario. But, man, having those two at the top of a lineup hurts right now. It's... That is that's your table setters for Jose Ramirez, uh, two of the players who are the least effective at getting on base right now. I mean, again, uh, and then you're putting him at shortstop. I, I mean, I already did a whole segment. We're gonna leave it there. At least Straw's defense, you know, is why he's out there. What about that uh, sliding catch you made on Saturday? He is such a strong defender. He is playing very well. Uh, he's still in defense when other things go wrong. The thing to watch out for is Austin Hedges is hurt, so he didn't play the last two games. Uh, Luke Maley's OPS and stats are drop, drop, dropping back to where we expect. But the backup catcher right now, if Hedges can't go, is Ernie Clement. So just keep that in the back of your mind. That can, We could see Ernie Clement at catcher. I don't know when the last time was he actually played that position, but from what I understand, he's the emergency catcher for this team. Next up is Texas. Texas is a team that spent a lot, lot of money in free agency and does not have that much to show for it. Uh, they released Willie Calhoun today. Uh, it was kind of an acrimonious situation, but I'm sure I'll be hearing from people if the Guardians should attempt to claim him. Uh, by the way, they have a worse record than the Guardians. Uh, if you go and you look at their big additions, there's there's not a lot to show for it. Um, they called up Steel Walker to play in the outfield. I wasn't a big fan of him at Oklahoma. That's who they, they got him from the White Sox. Nomar Mazzara. Does that seem about right? Um, you know, there's, it's, they went out and made the Mitch Garver trade, and now he's like DHing for them all week and not even playing catcher. They're a weird team. Uh, they have some big holes, they have some big needs. And, you know, Marcus Simeon has been awful. It's a weirdly constructed team on so many levels. You know, I just, I, I make that uh, face because it's like, you know, the the miners are, are very shallow for them. They're, they're in a weird in-between spot. Cleveland should be able to 
John Gray versus Quantrill, that should be advantage Cleveland. The way Taylor Hearn is pitching, like he's he's a really interesting pitching prospect. He's bounced around a lot. Um, I don't even think he qualifies as a prospect anymore, but that should be advantage Cleveland. And then the way Beavers pitch, that should be advantage Cleveland with an off day Thursday. We will discuss the Ranger series likely after it happens. Next two days, I think it's going to be two. We're going to try for one, but I don't see how that's going to happen. Two days, it's going to be over on here and unlocked on prospects. Lindsey Crosby and myself. Man, you are just all about being a video screen hog today. He he wants to, to be here for the conclusion as well. Just look as unhappy as possible, even though the Guardians had a, a strong weekend, right? Just keep looking sad, cat. Um, I don't know, maybe he's an Orioles fan. He would love to catch and eat one. I, I can say that based on watching him stare at birds out the window. But uh, Lindsey Crosby and myself are going to do a locked-on baseball draft i'm gonna do the evens he's gonna do the odds so i can cover the guardians pick uh that's gonna be like i said at least one show probably two so i will be back i mean i'll be here every day we'll still have the content going you can still listen to me talk hear some behind baseball stuff and the like but thursday off day perfect time to talk about the entire series and then friday preview what's uh you know <laughs> still looking at the rangers i was like wait the white Sox. glenn ott doesn't pitch for cleveland Oh, no, Thursday isn't an off. See, this is my problem. There's no off day Thursday. I was looking at the Rangers. So, uh, after this Texas series, we jump right into Oakland with a Monday off day and then Colorado. So, there is no off day. So, I mean, he's just going insane over here. Uh, We're going to, like I said, Monday show is this one, obviously. Tuesday and Wednesday, I think we're going to end up going heavy into the the draft. And then Thursday, we will discuss what happened in the Texas series. And then that'll set us up for Friday to talk about uh, Tristan McKenzie's latest start against Oakland and then preview that Oakland series for the next three before we have the off day. And of course, a week from today, you'll have the Oakland series and a Colorado preview if we have time. That's always the caveat. I thought I was doing well on time and this one went long. I've been Jeff Ellis. This has been Locked on Guardians podcast for this week. Remember to rate and review, download daily. It helps. Click subscribe, like, all that stuff on YouTube's. Uh, let, let's get the numbers up. Uh, we're sitting in the 200s. I need to hit 1,000 for that to be uh, profitable, if I'm just being honest. I'll lay it out there for you like that. Uh, if you know someone who's got a YouTube's uh, that they don't even uh, necessarily use, just have them like. I mean, you. Can we do some behind? Ba- behind ba- I don't know why I'm leaning into that phrase today. Someone can like something on YouTube and then set it to not get alerts. So then you can subscribe. I- I've set it up so I've subscribed to a- someone's podcast to be kind. Um, my f- a friend of mine from when I lived in New York City. And then I set it to not get alerts. So you can essentially subscribe, which helps them, or in this case, would help this podcast. And then. Very easily set it to not get an alert, so then you can uh, not be bothered if you don't want to be bothered every day. Uh, but why wouldn't you? You get uh, cats and babies and baseball talk galore. Uh, so make sure to tune in today and every day. I have been Jeff Ellis. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffMLBDraft. Like I said, mock coming tomorrow. And as I end every show now, go, go, Guardians, go.